Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Florida Gardening. Now your host, Mark Govan. And a good morning and welcome to Florida Gardening. I'm your host, Mark Govan. We're going to be here for the next two hours talking about things, uh, hopefully, that uh, you enjoy talking about. Of course, that's uh, past in your lawn, your landscape, uh, maybe even inside your home, and, of course, how to take care of your plants uh, in the yard. Today, I've got a guest in the studio, and I'd like to introduce uh, Johnny Walker. Uh, Johnny, he's the president of the Pinellas County Beekeepers Association. Good morning, John. Good morning. How are you today? I'm doing well. I'm glad that you got up nice and early this morning with me. See, a lot of people don't get that opportunity very often, and it's nice to share share that uh, with other people. You're on before the sun hits the garden. That is, you know, I like that. I like that. Uh, I, I, I am. I am. This is the early bird catches the worm, right? So uh, I'm pretty early. You ought to do well with the worms. Then. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to get a lot of them. So, uh, uh, Johnny, uh, you, uh, of course, are uh, representing the uh, Pinellas County Beekeepers Association. And as my listening audience has known probably over the last uh, um, several months, I've been talking about uh, bees and different things happening with bees. Uh, and I personally would love to be able to start a bee colony at our right at our office is is that a possibility for a maybe a homeowner versus a business in the Pinellas County area what what are the requirements for people that have that would like to actually get into the business actually in the state of Florida you can keep bees as long as you're not part of a homeowners association that that uh, prohibits them that prohibits them Sure. The state of Florida will let you keep bees in the state, <clears throat> even if you just have a regular sized lot. I believe oh, really? in most smaller lots, you could keep upwards of three hives. Wow. Now, there's a lot of regulations you need to be by, and you need to be certified by the state. Your bees need to be registered and certified by the state ag division. Really? <clears throat> what is what is uh, what would be the process? Uh, so so I've been talking about it, and you know, the more I read, I tell you, you guys got your hands cut, <laughs> hands tied. It seems on a lot of things that you've got to do. But my gosh, you know, I thought, man, I'm going to go out and I'm going to buy, uh, and we'll talk about one of these flow hives I've been seeing uh, advertised online. But I've been thinking about, oh man, just get a get a hive and get your bees, and uh, within a couple of weeks, I should be pouring out honey. Correct. Yeah, it's almost not that simple. <laughs> I didn't think it would be. I had a guy one time tell me, he goes, I've been in the lawn business. I'm thinking about getting out. It's a hot, sweaty, terrible job. I was thinking about keeping some bees. I went, okay, picture wearing a jacket in July. Now, 
You want to stay mowing lawns. <laughs> yes, they stay mowing lawns. 93 <clears throat> degrees out. It, it, the temperatures that we're currently at have to be hard on, even on the bees. Uh, the bees kind of self-adjust. They keep their hive at around 95-ish degrees so they can raise their brood. And it doesn't wow. matter if it's zero out or 105. So they'll air condition that hive when the, when it gets too hot, and then of course they probably close it off when it gets too cold. Exactly, they're they're amazing creatures. They're just wow. amazing. So if I wanted to, uh, because I, I you know I I want to know everything there is about beekeeping, uh, you know, and hopefully in in the next two hours we're gonna learn a lot here. Because, uh, well, you know, at least uh, some, at least some. <laughs> Give me a start. Uh, if <clears throat> what, where would I start? What would I? What should I do? I, I, I probably have been doing uh, the right thing. You're gonna say read about it first, correct? Pretty much. So the problem is, it's what you read. A lot of the stuff is more for the northern beekeepers. I've had people buy tar paper and insulation to cover their boxes up in the winter, and we don't have to do that. Not we here. don't we don't see a winner compared to anything that other bees have to deal with. I mean they've they've got bees all the way up in Canada and Alaska. Sure. So big difference. Climate, Climate location, 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 location. It's all about location. Excellent. <clears throat> so, now, are your hives uh, are they out in full sun or are they shaded or? You're better off due to other pest and problems having your hives in the full sun. Really? Everybody thinks, well, I'll put them in the shade so they're not so hot and all. Exactly what I thought. Once again, they regulate themselves, their own temperature, their own climate in there. They're taking nectar from plants that some of them are in their high nineties with the nectar, they bring it into the hive and they bring it down to 18% moisture so they can cap it to make it actually honey. Wow. So your nectar goes through the bee, out of the bee, into the comb. They fan it down and dry it to 18% and they'll cap it to make it actually honey. Wow. So they have to do all that in the summertime in August when it is 87, 90% humidity. I don't know how that works math. Matter. I have no idea <laughs> but how, it wears how them they out. can do it. It actually wears the bees out. I'm sure it does. I, I, uh, one of the things that I know just through my, my pest control experience is uh, the, one of the main ways worker bees die is because they, they flap those wings so darn long the wings fall off. They wear them out. Yeah, they, they wear out. So uh, that's why more bees are being produced on a regular basis. So keep your hives in full sun. I would never have guessed that. Never have guessed that. I would I would say, oh, no, they want to be protected uh, from wind and elements and everything else. So keep them in full sun. Is that all day sun, too, or is that morning sun, afternoon sun? All day. All day. The more, the better for them. Wow. Okay. And, and the reasons for some of that is, is to so they can keep the hive dry, and it helps eliminate some of the other pests that get in the bees. I see. We actually have high beetles. That are sure that are hard on the hive, and they actually have a mite that gets on them. That's like a huge tick. That would be like a tick the size of your fist on you. Gets on the bee, and it's right. the biggest problem with that is it makes them anemic, and they carry about twenty something different viruses. That once you, you know, as long as you're healthy, you do well, and your sure. vitamins and eat well. As soon as you get a little peak at or a little down, you catch a pneumonia or you catch the flu or you catch just a cold, and it just whips you bad. Same thing happens with the hive. Once the now how do, tolerance of the hive gets down. Tell me something. How how do these pests get into the hive? Are they are they carried by the actual bee 
back to the hive where they reproduce? The mites are. The, the mites hive are. beetles can fly and fly miles and miles, five miles. Wow. And further. So uh, as the bees are out collecting, they 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 can get uh, mites on them from the actual plants that they're. Usually, they're more apt to get them from bumping into other bees out in the in the floral out in the wild flowers in the sure. wild. Or if they drift, if a, if your hives are a little too close together and you get some drift into one hive and to another, huh. <clears throat> small percentage. Now, if if uh, if I started a, a, I still want to start a hive. I think it'd be great. It is. It's the neat. I you know, it'd I've be been doing it. I, I've been doing it a dozen years, and I tell everybody I was adopted, because I got bees in the wall of my house. Wow. And I. The first thing I did, and I'm I'm sorry to say this, is I got a can of brake clean and a lighter, <laughs> and whoof, and I went, that's that. Right. Went and put that stuff up and came back out, and the ball of bees on the house was bigger than the one I knocked off. And I'm like, okay, so I started doing some research. Act first, read later. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, sure, a little, sure. little knee-jerk reaction. So <laughs> from there I went, and it took three months to get them out of my block wall. And then I wow. get them out, and some neighbors had some friends over that were actually beekeepers at the time for Thanksgiving. And he come over, looked at me, and goes, "Well, these are great bees you got here. You ought to put them in a hive." I went, "Well, how do I do that?" So he goes, "Well, here he tells me how." And you get some, this stuff and do it. And I went, Where do I get this stuff at? And he goes, "Oh, my son's coming back over this way tomorrow. I'll have him drop it off to you, and you do what I tell you, and you'll have your bees in your hive. And if you like what you're doing." buy your own stuff and give me my stuff back oh there if you, you go. don't let me know he says i'll come get my stuff and the bees and get them out of your way and it won't cost you nothing to do all this so he loaned me a smoker and a hive tool and a hive box and the frames and all the yada yada stuff you need to do it sure and by the end of that year i had like 10 hives no kidding it's an addiction yeah yeah you need to join a 12-step group if you're going to become a beekeeper Wow, <laughs> I, I you know because I'm I'm really I'm really serious. I, I I think I really want to start because you know being in the business of being in pest control, we get calls all the time uh, from homeowners that are having problems uh, with bees. Okay, so we we are constantly out there, and 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 I'm not going to even show you some of the pictures that we've got of some of the things that because we had to kill them, we had to get rid of the hives, and I, I feel bad every time. Because uh, the state regulates us, uh, you know, of how we have to dispose of bees. Uh, but some of them that we come to are able to be actually uh, harvested. Those hives, that's what I'm thinking about for future, for even for my business. Why not harvest the ones that we can, swarms especially? Uh, back in... I, I, I'm going to say it was probably back in 1980, probably 1984, 1985, uh, when I first got into the business. Uh, I had a crepe myrtle tree out in front of my home, and we had this huge uh, swarm. Uh, my wife called and says, you got to come home. We got all these bees out in front of the house. I said, well, what the heck? And I went there, and they, there were so many bees on the limbs of these trees. They had actually... I grabbed two limbs together, and those limbs were almost touching the ground. They were so heavy. I bet there's about, thinking now, it's probably about five to 8,000 bees there. There were a lot of bees, okay? And uh, I didn't know what to do. I had no idea because I never did. I did lawn pest control. Uh, but I, I figured, hey, we want to get rid of these bees. And so we called the beekeeper out. 
And a beekeeper guy came out and says, well, if you help me, he says, we'll get him. I says, okay. So I went out and actually helped this uh, beekeeper, and he brought a hive. He had a little pickup truck, no gloves, no hat. Uh, I don't even think he used smoke. And went out there to the to the thing, put took the hive, opened up the top of it. It was an empty hive, but still had some bees in it. Uh, I don't know why. Maybe they, they that's just common for an empty hive. Still have a few bees warming around. The wax smell sometimes. Could be, so. could be. And he put the uh, hive underneath the this huge run. Of, I mean, it was a huge uh, uh, set of bees, and I uh, just shook the branch one time, and they all fell down into the hive. And he put the lid on it. Had me carry it with him into the pickup truck, and he, he drove off. That was it. <laughs> so that's pretty easy. It is. The problem you run into is some homeowners are not as astute as they think they are. So they will call you and say, I've got this bee cluster or beehive or whatever on the side of my house or in the tree next to my house. Sure. And it's they just noticed it, so it just got there. Of course. So they say... You know, it must be a swarm. They just got there. Right. Because there's a difference between an established hive and a swarm. A swarm is just a group of bees that are looking for a place to live. That's correct. They're all gorged with honey. So it's like after Thanksgiving dinner, they're just looking for a place to go and start a new home. So they're all full, ready to go, wound up. They're not aggressive. They have nothing to protect. No babies, no food source. So there's no reason for them to die just hanging out. Right. So you can shake them off into a bucket, standing there in your shorts and, and tank top. They're not going to be aggressive. They're not going to sting you. The problem is if they've been there for a few days and they've started building honeycomb there, all of a sudden now they're starting to have a home and they're starting to have something. They're not as full of honey. You go to shake them off and there's that little bit of comb in there that they're covering right. up. All of a sudden, you've got a different creature on this your hands. something oh, totally different. Because everybody's going to protect their home. <laughs> well, absolutely. At some degree. Now, some of them will... Some people have dogs, and you can go up and pet the dog, and they'll bark a little. And some people, you go to reach over the fence, and they'll take your hand off. That's correct. So it's all how much protection that critter will do, and all of them are different. Uh, we, we see we see it from from the uh, easiest shake off uh, of a branch to the uh, we have an established hive up in a tree uh, with a big old ball of bees around it. So let, let's take a quick little break. Hey, when we come back, uh, uh, we can – Open it up to some phone calls. If you've got a question for us this morning, we'd love to hear from you. I'm just looking, Reggie. I would love to give out those phone numbers. Uh, let's see if I can remember. Uh, Pinellas County, 461-9352. If you're in uh, Tampa, <laughs> I think it's 990-9352. Is that correct? And uh, toll-free, 1-800-969-WFLA. Uh, you're listening to Florida Gardening right here on News Radio 970 WFLA. Florida Gardening with Marco Van now continues on 970 WFLA. And we're talking with uh, Johnny Walker. He's the uh, president of the uh, Pinellas chapter, Pinellas chapter of the Pinellas County Bees Association. Now, there's chapters. Uh, every county probably has a chapter or just about? Just about every county in the state of Florida. So it is, it's a pretty big thing. And then there's a Florida association then, for oh, the state. Okay. And then another association on top of that. And we're kind of a part of that. So, 
Now, uh, when you know, uh, because we're short on time in this segment, uh, a lot of people are worried about, of course, this colony collapse syndrome that they've heard about. And uh, but I understand bees are actually coming back. Is that true or not true? I think that there's probably more beekeepers coming back. More beekeepers so, coming back. You know, you got to have beekeepers to keep the bees. So sure, they kind of go hand in hand. At one point, you had. 98% of the bees were kept by 3 or 4% of the beekeepers because there was large groups of them keeping them for pollination purposes and oh, around yes. the state sure. for our food source. That's probably changed around quite a bit over the last five or eight years probably. And we have a lot more people like you that have them at their home and they have one or two or three hives just to pollinate things around their house and their neighborhood. Sure. Now, is it true that uh, unless you have so many hives, they don't even the state doesn't even count you as a like a beekeeper? No, if you have one hive, you need to be certified by the state. So you have to have your hive certified, and your bees, more importantly, certified as well. Correct? Yeah. What they do is they come out to check to make sure you don't have any major diseases in your bees. There's ah. an American fowl brood that goes around, and it can just devastate a hive. And then if you have other bees that drift in and out of your hive because your hive's weak. Because they will rob. They're opportunist at the biggest level. Um, they'll pick that virus up and take it back to other hives. So then you're just oh. spreading the spreading plague. problems, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so that And that's what they're there for. It's a inexpensive cost. They're a great source of knowledge. You can call them to find out lots of stupid questions because I've called and asked them a lot of them over the years. Sure. So it's it's one of the few times when the government shows up, they're actually helpful. Yeah, if I can say that. Yeah, well, this might be the time that you can say that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Usually, when usually when you have the knock on the door and it's I'm the government, I'm here to help you. It's it's run. <laughs> yeah, don't answer. Don't answer. I don't answer or run as quick as you can out the back door. Uh, but if. Uh, as long as you have your bees certified uh, by the state, then you should, at least you, you won't be spreading any of these diseases. So that, that's a good thing. Correct. Now, I because uh, I, I, we only got about 30 seconds left in the segment, but I, I had a friend of mine that had uh, had bees, but he hadn't, ended up having to, to burn them, he said, because he had mites. Nope, he had American fowl brood. Ah, that's what he Oh, so that's what it was. That's the disease I'm talking about. That's and that's rare. I haven't known anybody yet that's had that. Okay, I've been doing so he, it a dozen years. So he's had it. He's, he's, he's back in the business now, but he had to burn out uh, before. Now, I don't know what happened or, or anything, but he's the one that actually got me interested in starting this. So uh, we'll continue talking. Again, I got Johnny Walker. He's the president of the Pinellas County chapter of the Beekeepers Association. Uh, we're talking bees today. Uh, of course, you're listening to Florida Gardening right here on News Radio 970 WFLA. And, of course, you're listening to Florida Gardening, of course, in studio. I've got uh, uh, the uh, president of the Pinellas County uh, Beekeepers Association, uh, Johnny Walker. Uh, he brought his namesake in with him. Oh, no, he didn't. I, I, <laughs> uh, I had to get that in there, okay? Is that all right? So, uh, he... he <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, I kind of. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When, he, when, he, when you told me your name, I, I says, oh, I, I know that from somewhere. <laughs> I think my wife might know that more than I do. But anyway, uh, <laughs> let's get on. You know, last week, we started giving away uh, something here on the program, and we're continuing it right now. And these are gift certificates from my nursery. Uh, this is from ABC Tropical Plant Nursery. And we're going to give away right now a large, okay, this is going to be a large plumeria, uh, at least a 25 to 45-gallon plant. So number one, I got to tell you, here's the rules, people. Here's the rules for this giveaway. Don't call in number one if you already won one. Okay. <laughs> if you get one per family. Number two, you got to have a pickup truck, period. Because it's not going to fit in your car. So we had the first person come by last week to pick one up, and she had her little compact there. I said, the plant is bigger than your car. Uh, it's not going in your car. So you have to have a pickup truck. You got to pick it up. Uh, number three, you have to love plumerias because this is a beautiful specimen. And it's good. It's about a $350 value. So if, if indeed this sounds like something you would like in your yard, you have got to be the ninth caller right now. And Mr. Reggie in Master Control, he's going to go ahead and take these calls starting right now. Here's the phone numbers. Hillsborough County, our number, 990-9352. If you're over in Pinellas County, 461 Nine three five two, and of course our toll-free line is one eight hundred nine six nine nine three five two. You got to be the ninth caller. This certificate is good for a large, large. This could be an Aztec Gold, a Nebel's Gold, or Quartide Pink Plumeria. Uh, absolutely gorgeous. You pick up your gift certificate if you're the lucky winner. You're going to pick up your gift certificate right here at the radio station, and then you bring that over to the nursery, and uh, we have a number on the certificate that you'll call, and uh, they will coordinate you picking up uh, your large tree. These are eight feet up and higher, so they're big, big trees, okay? Big plants for your yard, $350 value if you're the ninth caller. Uh, don't be shy. When are you going to start answering the phones now? Okay, so if you haven't gotten through yet, now you can start. So your, uh, your, your plumeria that's going to look absolutely beautiful in your yard, that is available as of right now. I hope you are the lucky winner. All right. <laughs> uh, uh, Johnny, all right. We're, we, we, we left off uh, during the break. Uh, we had a gentleman call. Uh, I can give out his name. His name was Wayne. He called from Hillsborough County, and uh, he was talking about some of the shows that they – put on in Hillsborough County uh, talking about bees, and he was mentioning uh, that uh, what you had already told me about was a glass hive that, or a hive that you just insert glass panels in so that the kids can take a look at how a hive actually works in real, uh, with real bees in action. And is that true? You, you guys do that in Pinellas County occasionally, right? Yes, sir. For training purposes. For training purposes. 
So uh, tell tell us a little bit about uh, what the uh, what these hives look like. Oh, uh, well, they essentially got the same frames and all that a regular hive has, but on the one section, it's got a couple panels of glass, so you can actually see the bees working on the comb itself. Now that doesn't deter the bees from doing any type of work in there, does it? Or because because sometimes if it's light in that area, does that? De- it can discombobulate them a little. I mean, they don't act a hundred percent natural, but right? I mean, it's it's the only way you can see in there. You couldn't see in the dark. Plus, it's all closed up normally. So, right the display. So, uh, it's it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. I, I was I was telling Johnny that uh, we have uh, done uh, a lot of uh, uh, bee presentations back in my young younger days uh, at some of the local uh, schools in the area, and uh, these people would uh or the the kids that we would go and we, we would do usually three or four uh fourth grade classes and then some third grade classes and they'd they they'd, they'd fill up the whole room and we'd bring in all these pest specimens and i used to do the bee presentations as well and uh kids were just amazed with these things but johnny says that uh he was telling me about these these live hives that you would do the same type of thing with the live hive how how the kids react to live bees they're ecstatic. I mean, <laughs> you think a jar with some dead bugs in it gets them excited. You ought to see a box with 20,000 live bees in it. Now, now, did the school, let me ask you this. Did the school have any problem with you bringing in uh, uh, 50,000 bees? <laughs> Actually not. They. i got to tell you, I've, I've had instances where the principal, the vice principal, and all of them come down and they're, they're almost pushing the kids out of the way to get up to see. They're oh my almost gosh. worse than the kids. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, the kids sit there just mesmerized. They're just eyes open wide as saucers right it's cool to see anyone want to observe and learn so much so quickly but those young three four having second graders they're they're amazing now did you also bring in probably a little bit of honey for them to taste as well i bet you did right? yeah Yeah. (laughs) and they they like that as well well anything sweet kids are gonna oh you bet you bet uh you know last week i had a, a an author interview here uh, and she was uh, the Asheville Bee Charmer uh, Cookbook uh, is the book that she had written. Asheville Bee Charmer Cookbook, and she cooks with over 300 varieties of honey in her recipes that are that replaced the sugar that they normally would have used uh, in the actual uh, recipe that they were using. So uh, she says that. There are over 300 varieties of honey that they use here in the United States and over 3,000 worldwide. Correct. That's amazing. It is. It's uh, And some of the color variation that she was showing in, in some of the photographs in the books of all these different types of honey, some is as clear as as can be and some is as dark black as, as you can imagine. And, uh, you know, I want to start collecting some honeys just to see some of the different varieties. It is cool because when you have your own hive, of course, your honey always tastes better than anybody else's. Well, of course. Well, of mine course. does anyhow. I don't yes. know about anybody else's. But but from year to year, if you draw like a lot of times I'll pull the end of this month or the beginning of November, I'll pull a draw off that's capped. And the color will be different each year and the flavor will be a little different. It has to do with what exact sources they were at and the moisture contents and the, and the plant and all that. There's a whole lot goes into it, but... The colors and the flavors just vary, kind of like wines. Sure. When you say there's 300 kinds, 
it's just like bottles of wine. You just have to sit down and have a taste test with them. And they're, and they're really amazing, the flavors and the variations. You know, it, it, it's so interesting. And I, I have got to uh, uh, start looking for some different varieties of, of honey. Because now, now I raise plumerias. Okay. I've got a plumeria nursery. That's the Hawaiian lay flower. They put it around your neck when you go to Hawaii. And who has a plumeria honey? Do the bees actually go to them? I, sure, oh, sure. Okay. Bees will go into them. Um, it there, takes, there is a pollen source in there. To, many, to make any amount of honey, it takes about an acre of, of plants. Wow. So to do to make a primary source honey, it'd have to be during the primary nectar flow of that plant, ah. which generally is different times of the year. I, I don't know that plant that well like specifically. So you'd have to put your bees on the plants at that time. And that's if there's not another major honey flow going on. Yeah, if there's on. another, if so, there's something else. Be, bees, uh, they, they, they tend to go where the... Pickings <laughs> easiest. <laughs> sure, I can imagine. And if if there's weeds in the grass that are growing that are in flower, they're going there too, right? So Correct. anywhere that they uh, decide to head. Now, uh, I can understand that where you put up a, a lot of hives, possibly in a, uh, maybe an orange grove. They're going to hit all those flowers. Obviously, because I, I know orange uh, honey is is probably one of the is a huge market uh, for for honey uh, for honeybee people, uh, but maybe in Hawaii where they have acre after acre after acre of these plumeria trees, maybe that's that's something I'm going to have to look at. I'm going to Hawaii next year. Are you really? So I'm going to 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 find out when I go to one of the the farms there if they have any plumeria honey because I really want to taste that. I have a jar that a neighbor brought me just a few months ago of honey from Hawaii. It's a huge jar, about a three-pound jar. Yes. And it's a delicious honey. But then again, I like a lot of the honeys, but it's really a neat flavor. So wherever I go around in my travels, I always try and collect something that's local to the area just to see what's well, sure. and why. Comparing it. <laughs> Comparing yeah, why those. not? Well, why not? Uh, it, 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 it sounds great. Hey, we're going to get into a lot more about bees. Uh, I, I find it fascinating, uh, you know, having uh, the ability to, especially in Pinellas County, as you say, uh, you can, in Pinellas County, if you're a homeowner, as long as you're not under uh, uh, a homeowner's association regulation, you can have a honey hive up to how many hives? Most lots, I believe it's up to about three. Up to three hives in your yard. Uh, for producing your own backyard honey. Yeah. That's f- and in a in a hive in in a subdivision like that, you can produce uh, upwards of 3 honey supers a year off a hive. What's a, what's a honey super? Um it's the actual box that they put the honey up in. They've got their brood in one box. Sure. And then they put the food up separate in another section of the box and you can produce two to three and usually in a, a normal 10 frame honey super you can pull off like two and a half gallons a super wow so if you're pulling two or three supers a year you're five or seven and a half gallons and my that first, would almost feed my kids and the first year around you think what am i gonna <laughs> do with five or seven gallons of honey you know i'm not gonna bathe in this stuff and then before the next year's draw you're going Okay, I'm out. How did I run out of honey when I have this much? Right. And then so you get another hive and you have 14 gallons the next year and you run out again before and it's you're chasing your tail. You know, you're, you're, your you're, neighbors you're, find out about it. Oh their family gosh. members, you give them for Christmas gifts. Ah. 
That, that, that sounds great. Hey, let's go real quick. to We've got uh, Victor, Victor and Lutz, who is our one of our winners here. Uh, Victor, good morning. Hey, good morning, Mark. How are uh, you? Well, real good, and congratulations, Victor. Thank you. Thank you. You bet. What can we do for you? I was going to ask about the um, bifenthrin that is, I guess, sprayed for sodworm. Is that safe to put around uh, citrus and guava trees? Well, you don't spray it on your citrus or your guava trees, just for your turf grass. Correct. But if there's, uh, I don't know, about a foot. Oh, it's uh, not a systemic rate. product. It's not a product that the uh, tree will absorb up and through the roots. It's not a systemic product. It's a, it's a contact insecticide. Okay. Excellent. So you, you're, you're the winner of our uh, large plumeria, our first of two today. We're going to give another one away at 835 this morning. So uh, for those people listening, uh, we're going to have another one coming. But uh, uh, I hope you got a big truck and a nice place to put it. I do. I do. Will that survive well in the wet area? Well, if, it, if, you, if the wet area is in full sun, however, you can... Uh, it doesn't have a whole a standing water, does it? Uh, not directly, but very close to it. I'm not sure how far the roots. Well, then, then, then do what the uh, baseball players do. You build up a pitcher's mound, okay? Okay. Build up a pitcher's mound and uh, stake the tree, but it's a big okay. tree, so yeah, it's a nice, nice little mound there for it. Excellent. All right. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. Thank you, you, too. you bet. Bye-bye. Hey, we're going to take a quick break here. Of course, you're listening to Florida Gardening. Dig this. Florida Gardening with Mark Govan on 970 WFLA. And if you've got a question for us this morning, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, Toll-free, 1-800-969-9352. Pinellas County, 461-9352. And our, our uh, Hillsborough County, 990-9352. Of course, I'm talking with uh, Johnny Walker. He's the president of the uh, Pinellas County Beekeepers Association. And uh, if we're going to start our own beehive, so... Uh, what? Tell me about the uh, some of the equipment necessary to start a beehive. Just the equipment. Let's let's we'll save the bees to the next hour. But what about what equipment am I? I'm going to need. I'm I, I've committed myself. We're going to go for it. What do we? What do I need? The problem with that question is, you ask a dozen uh, beekeepers, you get. I want one beehive. Answers. I want one beehive. What do I need? <clears throat> um, mostly. Most beekeepers will run what they call a 10-frame hive. It's actually okay. 10 frames inside the box. Okay, 10 frames. Um, there's other numbers of size boxes, but that's the normal standard, I would say. All right. And uh, from there, you need a bottom board. Um, most beekeepers in Florida use a screen bottom board for ventilation and pest control. So you have a screen bottom board. You have a high body. There'll be, if it's a 10-frame high body, you'll have 10 frames in it. Um, and in those frames, there can be wax foundation. There can be a plasticell of white, yellow, or black. Color preferences upon you. The bees don't care. Um, a lot of beekeepers will have a queen excluder. 
that keeps her down in the brood box. And then they'll have honey supers on top of that that are generally a little smaller than a brood box. And the reason they're a little smaller is, is because if you take a brood box and fill it full of honey, you break your back picking it up and taking it off to check the bees in the brood box. So wow. You use a little thinner honey super so it's not as heavy when it's full of honey. I see. So and then you need a lid. And a lid for the box. Uh, some some of the uh, prefabricated boxes that I've seen online, are, are those options or is that something that, uh, some of them are pretty expensive. I'm going to tell you, I, I saw this flow hive, it's called. It's supposed to be make beekeeping as easy as can be. And what got my attention? 750 bucks. Yeah. Okay. Now, can I get into this a lot less than 750 Yes. Okay. That's what I want to do. Now, I have never had a flow hive. I've seen some of the frames for them. Um, they look interesting. Not sure how they work. It's not as easy as turning a valve on the edge of the box and getting honey to flow out of it. There's a whole lot more work got to go into it. So if you're shy of work, you need to stay away. Yes. <laughs> it's just not going to happen for you. That's not going to. It's it's not going to just fill up those uh, eight quart jars uh, uh, every couple of days. And no, no, it's a, a whole different story. No, it's a it's a labor of love. Yes. So I don't mind a little bit of work, not a lot of work. I just don't want a little bit of work. And if I can put an old standard beehive out there, that's where bees have been for years and years and years. That's that's right. where I think that uh, most people, uh, if they're going to start off, get a real hive, right? Correct. So how much for the whole kit and caboodle outpour of money do you think people would have if they want to start their own Hive just for the equipment, not the bees and not the bee suit and not the the smoker. And there is the rub. Okay. I mean, okay, so you, you can get the box and, you know, depending on if you want to buy it unassembled and you're a little crafty and you want to assemble it yourself. Okay. Or you buy it assembled through a lot of the manufacturers. There's even several people. Let's go online. assembled because I want as least work as possible. <clears throat> um, Approximately, I'm, I'm going here. I believe you're probably talking with a honey super and box and top and bottom and that kind of stuff. I believe you're probably talking around $200. About 200 bucks. Okay. Around there. So that's a good starter kit, $200. And then if I get crazy and I need to get a, a face shield and I want to get a little a bee smoker and some gloves... To, uh, to work them, you're gonna you're gonna have to have a smoker. Yes. Veil, eh, that's up to you. How? I don't see any bee stings all over you, so uh, I wear a veil. <laughs> that's the first, uh, first thing I looked for is how many bee stings you had, because uh, most beekeepers have bee stings, right? I've had a few. Yes, I, I can imagine. We've had a few. I've had a few myself, and I'm not a beekeeper. I've had so. a few everywhere yes i bet, I bet. <laughs> they, they can get into those veils don't they, they i don't care what they say i don't know how they know but they know they know how to get under okay so we we're on the same page there. so veil a hive tool so you can separate the frames because they do get stuck together with propolis and all the other little goodies that they drag in uh a good smoker uh, you know you can spend another 100 150 dollars depending on your preferences some people Get fancy, and you don't have to. It's maybe uh, total everything that you could possibly need outside the bees, outside of the bees, about uh, three fifty four hundred bucks. Yes, for a, for a nice setup, yeah. for a halfway decent setup. All right, we're going to continue on from there at the top of next hour. But right now, hey, we got to go to the newsroom because we've got our very own John McQuist, and he's going to bring you up to date with what's happening in the world. Of course, you're listening to Florida Gardening right here on News Radio 970 WFLA.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.